All right, Ryan Bailey, the host of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Danny and I are so excited to do this fun little podcast swap and have you on virtual reality because you guys, we just did Ryan Bailey's podcast, which was such an honor because he said he appreciates what we do for the Bravo fandom, but we really appreciate what he does for the Bravo fandom. So thank you so much for doing this. Oh my God. I mean, truly not. They, they said this was a possibility. And I was like, yeah, let's pod swap because I was like, I want them on the show. And they were like, would you pod swap? And I was like, are you kidding me? They would even have me on. Like, I, I mean, Countess Luann was on last week. You have every Bravo Leb on top of just your amazing own, like p- opinions on pop culture. The, of course I want to be on this show. I mean, I am a little offended. Countess Luann put on a fedora for us and you did not. So I <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm still unpacking from New York. I, I can get the Tom. Wait, I've got um, the, the lingerie that Erica Jane's uh, ex-husband. Oh. Uh, what? Oh, oh, please show us. This that. is the, this is the Tom Girardi. I won this at auction. This is the Tom Girardi lingerie from Agent Provocateur that wasn't Erica's size. She was like, that's not my size. That's not even for me. This was oh. in, and I bid on a bunch of things. I didn't think I was going to win. And then I ended up winning this and like a box of his law trophies. So if you guys want one of Tom Girardi's law trophies, I've got like two boxes of them in storage. If you want one just to have around the house. <laughs> Wait, um, that is so amazing, guys. If you're just listening to this and not watching, uh, Ryan just showed us the like laciest, sexiest, little red and negligee situation. It'd go more apparent- for seven dollars on OnlyFans. Let me tell you that. Much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are these are Asian provocateur, and it has the receipt with it. And I was like, should I put the receipt in a shadow box? This is like an important piece of history. Uh, really, truly amazing. Wait, because I what we love so much about you is you are potting like twenty four seven. It almost seems like, and with that, you talk to like. Some amazing people. You've had some fave Bravo celebrities on. Was there any person that before you interviewed, you were kind of like, oh, I've talked a lot about them. Will they like me type of thing? Did, did you ever have like, while you're waiting for them to join the Zoom, you're like, everything is like Celine Dion coming back to me now. <laughs> what did I say? About <laughs> well, them? listen, anytime, I mean, any Bravo celebrity, there's a chance that I've said something at some True. point, but we have to normalize being able to like change our mind on people from yes. season to season. This is like wrestling, like one seat. Like I love Tom Sandoval last season. Don't like him a lot anymore. And we'll see what next year brings. But I think there's a fear of that, of course. But no, I've never like, and also I just haven't gone after those people. Like I just like, I would not even ask sometimes. Like you guys were just saying on my podcast of like, you'd interview Bethany Frankel. I know that would be such an important interview that would give me a lot of downloads. I just don't know if I have it in me to do that when I have such a strong opinion at this moment, which that's why you guys are journalists and I am not. (laughs) (laughs) You value your peace and sanity. We do not. There's no peace and sanity. There's no peace and sanity here. Are you kidding me? Is there someone you're dying to interview though? Some some of the Bravo celebrities that you are very much team them. Uh, Sutton Strack, Sutton Strack, I would love to. I've been uh, romanticizing her for years. I've been doing full recaps where I just, I, I mean, there was just so many times where you know back in the day where I just, I was like, I belong with Sutton. Like that is like you know, screw this guy taking her out, you know, and not appreciating her her cat sweater and all of these things. Her Lisa Barlow is another one because they, they're just such characters to me that I think they can make anything funny and just the. Just the nature of their their existence makes me love them. They're unapologetically themselves, which I think is why a lot of us love housewives to begin with, is just when it's like somebody that's not you, that's like 10, 
10 degrees away from whoever you could ever be, but they wear that badge. Like they don't even, they're just themselves. And so those two, I would love to interview Andy Cohen, obviously would be a huge one. He's not a housewife, but I just, I think just in terms of like what he's created, there's only a few genres in today's day and age that you're like, wow, this guy actually created something that now is worldwide. Uh, you Andy know, bar style. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, God, Candy Burris would be another one. There's so many ladies that wait, I mean, Sonia Morgan's another uh, one. Just wait, so you many. just made me think because one of the one of the very noble things about you is that you're very out and proud as a straight man. In this, don't space. wait, don't don't spread that around. Do not spread that around, Danny. <laughs> no, I don't. You're waiting. Do not spread that around. You're waiting for the future. <laughs> but I'm only asking because, like, you have the pot. Like, I could almost like per, like if you are crushing on one of the like a Sutton. No, no, no. Would no, you no, like what could uh, happen? No, I'm you're blushing right now. I, I, I have, I have, I have Sutton's number. I can text her right now. No, 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 never, no, 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 <laughs> never, never, never. Like you know, you, you got to keep everything separate. Come on, you're. That's where I do draw the okay, line. Okay. I'm professional, but I will say, uh, speaking of that, the straight thing is that uh, this is probably like I always feel like an interloper in a sense because I think housewives, especially, it really, um, you know gay lesbian female audiences this really belongs to them it's just something that i've loved from day one and it was always that thing that i was kind of made fun of but it's something that i've just always been naturally drawn to so it's just like i don't want to be the top of anything can i just be a part of this conversation can i just sit at the table with you guys can i like that's the thing that i always want to impress of you know, because nobody needs a, like a straight white man's opinion in this day and age. Like I get I get who I am. I just love this so much. I mean, it really is one of those things that I can't I can tell you 30 reasons why I love it. But I don't know why I was initially attracted the first night I watched Real Housewives of Orange County when it premiered. I don't know oh. why I saw a commercial and said, that's what I got to watch. Are you kidding me? And I've loved it every day since even before podcasting, even before I knew Facebook groups existed. It's just something that's driven me every day. And and uh, yeah, but that's why I love Bravo is that it does give a voice to sometimes people who have been voiceless. And I know that might be going too deep with it, but if I can just appreciate right. that along and just go on this ride with everybody and just say what I like and say, hey, I know I'm a little weird, but can we all laugh about this together or get angry about this together? Yeah. That's the whole goal, goal of the show. Well, I also love to you saying that, like, cause like you came up in like, acting and everything like that and i feel that's probably why you were drawn to it because these women even though they're not acting they put on the performances of their goddamn lives on these shows it's so and it makes you realize it's like because so many of my friends that are like comedy writers and stuff like they watch it and they're like i could never i could never write something as funny as this oh my god one time I said, could I write a spec script of like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Like, you know, they they write these spec scripts for like sitcoms and stuff. I was like, could you write a Real Housewives episode or like the Roni ladies during like Cloverfield happening? Like, how would the Roni ladies like react to the Cloverfield monster? How would they react to like some kind of real sci-fi trauma? You want to put these ladies, I think there's like a fan fiction element to yeah. it once you get deep into the fandom that you're like, what if... Jax, uh, we found out he had a baby that he didn't know about and it got left on the doorstep of Sir. And then Schwartz, Sandoval and Jax all had to take care of the baby like three men and a baby. Like that's where my weird mind goes to. I, honestly, I feel like you could pitch that and everyone would be down to play along. Yeah. By the way, yeah, Jax was like, I'll be in that. Yeah, Sandoval's like, I'll be myself. We don't need an actor. Yeah, 100%. Actually, I was with Jax Taylor yesterday because I did the House of Villains junket and he is so excited to be back 
on TV. Like he is so pumped. Also, speaking of the Sandoval of it all, I'm currently staying at a hotel on Sunset Boulevard because my place got flooded and my floors are being replaced. But on Sunset Boulevard, there is a special forces billboard that is solely dedicated to Tom Sandoval. And I hope for his sweet little narcissistic heart that he took many photos. It's right. It's right above pink taco in front of Chateau Marmont, like a prime <laughs> real estate. Like I, I know he's up a oh. lot recently, but I'm so happy for him. Well, I I'm watching special forces and it's interesting. Cause in this past episode, he's like, dude, I've came here to like bring the, the good name of Thandaval that I ruined. Like I got to get that. I'm like, I mean, come on. This is what pop culture is great about is that it's like, this is all of a sudden noble. And I'm like, well, also the money, you, you needed the money for this. It wasn't I like, if you really wanted to bring the good name of Sandoval back, like maybe check yourself into intensive therapy, stay away from TV. Get, but that's what I love about pop culture is that he probably, you know, is obviously, you know, gone through trauma that he, he himself created, but he is now, you know, you can't say that he's not making money off this himself now. Mass Singer last night, or oh, Special yeah. Forces, his podcast, he had Jerry O'Connell on today. It is interesting, though, the podcast seems to be all about him in this situation instead of him interviewing a guest. Yeah, but that, but that's so on brand. At least it's he very knows on brand. brand. You know what I mean? That, well, how, um, yeah, what are your thoughts of him podcasting right now? What's his what's his energy bit? How, how's that going for him, you think? Do you think it's well, a long haul goal for him? I don't think it's a long haul goal at all. I think it's presented to him. You know, I think it's a way to get his message out. My thing with, and you guys know this being podcasters yourself is, you know, can can you do this for more than 30 episodes? Like, that's the thing. When he hits 30 episodes, I'll be like, oh, that's, this is the real deal. I think Tom, and we've seen this on the show, uh, is that he'll put himself into all of these different scenarios, all of these different passions, and he's super passionate about it. But sometimes it does not withstand the test of time you know it's like on to the bigger better thing Mm -hmm. and i'm curious what that's like and i'm curious if he truly is doing really any kind of true inner work i mean i'm no team rachel the artist formerly known as raquel but i will say she went like two and a half months or three months in intensive therapy like that's got to be good for her 10 years from now where i'm curious if tom's done that work where man is he going to be due for another crash in like 10 years because he never really figured out what this behavior is coming from I do know that Billy Lee introduced him to a therapist and the three of them have been working together recently. And I think this therapist also filmed a lot for season 11 of Vanderpump Rules. So so a therapist. Okay, wait, wait. By the way, once you said film for Vanderpump Rules, I was like, okay, so not a real therapist. Also like like therapy with a friend joining in too. That's like what therapist is like, bring a buddy. Well, Listen, once you get it, once you get into Real Housewives and Vanderpump Rules and Bravo territory, like you, I don't know, it's like you're a real person, but then everything that you do in your life is potentially a storyline, like is potentially something that they can pick cameras back up and show. And so I'm really curious. It's like, I feel like Tom Sandoval is running a campaign, like he's running for office of like, just to get back in our good graces mm. when, uh, I mean, and by the way, I think a lot of us will, you know, time passes, all of that, you know. Uh, it'll be interesting though, because we were all so angry. A lot of us are still very angry. I'm just curious how this all shakes out. And at the end of the day, 
what does he want from this? Is it just that like, this is his job being a, being a pseudo celebrity. So I need to make sure that I can live the rest of my life financially. Those are, and that you said, Jax is so happy to be back on. Of course. Like he, he had all these years where he wasn't. And I'm curious how that's going to change him. Is he like scared to say the wrong thing at the wrong time? Or is he going to push harder because he wants to make more memories on reality? And I feel like to your point about Tom Sandoval's future, because a lot of people are curious what the next season's going to bring because a lot and all of them are kind of filming all together again so it's not like the like yeah yeah sheena's good with him brock's good with him so i'm really curious too at BravoCon, like that panel all together what's going down there and everybody gonna see everyone interacting with sandoval i don't know if the rest of the cast is prepared for people like because i don't know if the sandoval hate will disappear, but it might just divvy up to be like, I thought we're all done with him. And everyone's like, okay, but like we're filming with like, we're co-stars. So like, we have to talk to him. I feel like they should honestly hire some extra security for Tom Sandoval at BravoCon because I feel like all the Bravo fans congregated in one space. I feel like any hatred that they forgot you know, that sort of dissipated over the last few months is going to come back in full force. I don't, I don't, it's going to be like Lisa Rinna getting booed times a million. I'm, I I actually am kind of like scared for him. Well, I mean, it could go either way though, because I do think people are just genuinely excited to see somebody that they see on their TV. And Tom is one of those guys I've seen him before all of this happened. Like he, he wants, he asked to take pictures with you. He wants to take, he's that guy that's like, I'll have a moment with you. And, and that really, I've seen him do that in person and it really makes people so happy. And I'm not, you know, trying to, uh, it's weird. I have complicated feelings about Sandoval, but it'll be interesting about BravoCon. I am scared, but I feel like now there's enough time passing and he's been on T like he's never gone away. Like he's worked since Vanderpump rules season 10 ended. We've seen him every day on TMZ walk and talk interviews. We've seen all of this stuff. His band has done like, you know, tours out the wazoo. It's like a, you know, they've performed at weddings. He's had three reality shows on or two reality shows on since then a podcast. So it'll be interesting to see if that's turned the dial at all in a more positive way. Um, I'll also be curious how people treat Ariana if they really keep, you know, it's interesting to see people start to say like little negative comments here and there about her getting her bag. And I'm like, I, I'm so confused sometimes how we react. Yeah, I, it will be interesting. I feel like we'll definitely have some clarity at BravoCon just to see how the, like the fandom feels at large. Or have you been watching her on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, I mean, that's what that makes me the most mad about Ariana. I'm having to watch Dancing with the Stars now just to support her and and Mauricio. But yeah, I am watching. And it is she's, so funny with that show. It's, she's great. I mean, yeah, she's, she's doing so good. She's yeah. she's really killing it. Do you know what's so funny is the hotel I'm staying at right now is where all the Dancing with the Stars people are Wait. staying. So I keep running into I ran into Jamie Lynn Spears last night and I am. Wait the biggest Britney Spears fan on the planet. So, it, and, and I've had interactions with Jamie Lynn in the past where I interviewed her for like the Hollywood reporter a few years ago. So it's, it's talking about complicated feelings like it with Jamie Lynn and the Britney of it all. I am just, I'm a mess. Well, Ariana is the biggest, you, as you know, the biggest Britney Spears fan too. So when it was announced that Jamie Lynn, I was like, Oh, Nike. Well, and then, well, that I heard when she got let go the other night that or like Ariana hugged the dance partner, but didn't hug Jamie Lynn on the. I was like, oh, it's true. Oh, and it would. I so I have just been like on the edge of my seat, waiting to see how that would play out. But like Ariana played it very correctly, and when when it was time for Jamie Lynn to to go away, 
uh, Ariana did not interact with her. Uh, not that I could see, but like I, it, that, that did make me happy because I would always see Ariana out and about at events and stuff. And like, she knows that I'm a massive Britney fan. I know that she's a massive Britney fan. Like we were like talking about Britney in the thick of free Britney. So I know how she feels and I know how she feels about Jamie Lynn. So I was, I just could not believe that they were cast on the same season. And you know, that's probably was good practice for her. She's like, you know, if I could film with Jamie Lynn Spears, put Sandoval at the brunch table. I, <laughs> wait, yeah, you know, yeah. Doesn't it crack you guys up, though, that season 11, and this is what you do as producers, the producers kept trying to get them to film together. And I just thought, how funny is it if season 11 is just Sandoval, like, popping out of bushes and, like, Ariana running away? Like, they just, like, it's a big, like, every way to try to get them to interact. And, like, listen, Ariana held strong and, and, and didn't, you know, was around him, but didn't have a full scene with him. But I was like... But that's what she said she was going to do. I mean, she said she wasn't going to do a scene with him. So listen, I kind of admire Ariana for like actually sticking by her word and what's good for her and not just like, well, I'm trying to create reality show moments. It gives me hope. Like, I'm like, that's a real person there. And I also yeah. think too, it's one of those things because it's they would have shaped up then to be like the Teresa and Melissa we had for the past five years where everyone's kind of like, I can't, not every, we don't want every episode to be like, Ariana mad at Tom again and Tom trying to defend himself for BS again. Where it's like, let's just let everyone else be messy for a change. Because I feel like it's like they did their time the past few episodes of the last season. Someone else clock in. I just want to see Music Kills Kate be happy. So I just want her to kind of, oh I just my want God. to watch her I, date. I love her. I love, She's my girl. Oh my God. I want a dating season of I, that. And, and that shows exactly how we can change our feelings on reality stars is that I started to empathize and actually understand what Katie Maloney had uh, been through. And it's so interesting because men, especially they can come off more charming, like Schwartz and Sandoval, so charming, so cute, all of this stuff. And it makes sometimes like, yeah, Katie was never going to compete with Schwartz in that, that way is that Schwartz was always going to win that battle of saying a funnier thing. But now we get to see more of Katie's story and we actually get to empathize and root for her and I'm really curious what season 11 brings. It's funny. I will gladly say I've always been a musicals K fan and in a weird way, which kind of shows how broken I am, how everyone's like Mo and Kyle's their dream. I was ready to be with Schwartz and Katie. I was like, let me just be in this chaos. Like with the like unclean, like couch, the Bubba thing. I'm like, I'll move in here. I feel like I could buy Bubba. Oh my, you got, you think these lingerie, I, that Bubba painting, if I could get that, that Bubba and they threw it out, you guys, they moved and they threw out that Bubba painting. I'm like, that. do you throw out the Mona Lisa? Do you throw it? Like, I mean, what kind of commitment to art do you have? You just throw that out. Like that, that blew my mind. That's so sad that it's really, now, now that she's no longer with her Bubba, like you guys said, like, I really would like to see music kills kate like running train as she threatened she would like yeah you know what i mean like it is <laughs> the whole like season set up is her going yeah. through schwartz and sandy's and like each episode it's a different employee at schwartz and sandy's she's oh, on a date with. oh my god it's what she deserves it's what she deserves because you just reminded me like i was like what did gina's <laughs> remind me so off it's katie my husband my husband and like she had to deal with all that now i want her to be like my man keep screaming gina yeah. keep screaming gina <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I cannot wait for Music Kills Kate to be. Wait, you know Shannon's going to, to BravoCon? That just made me think of that. I, Baby, yes, I don't know. I, Baby, there's no plane. I don't know. <laughs> I be, I mean, I believe she was like part of the announcement. So that'll be really interesting to see as well. I cannot wait to see her and Gina back on stage together. I, I, I would assume. But who knows? I don't, I, mean, I don't also, know. If... Does she, 
Does she enjoy a beverage at Bravo? I mean, like, that's so hard. Like, I mean, just personally speaking, I was so nervous and I'm not even a housewife. I was like downing drinks. Like, does she, does she have fun? I mean, Trace Amigas, what happens with, I'm so curious where we go with Shannon at this point, because I truly believe in Shannon, even though she said horrible things about Gina's kids, who she doesn't really know the names of. Like, I believe in Shannon still. Well, it seems there was just like, even in the reunion and like now with what just happened after, it just feels like there's a lot of, pain and confusion and et cetera going on in her head where it's like, you just feel, you're like, oh girl, like I just want someone to hug you like sincerely. Cause like she just, um, she's yeah. yeah we need an announcement on this podcast of like this podcast was recorded 10 days prior to Shannon Bedore hitting a house with her car. Like that <laughs> shocked me when they put up that like title card during the OC reunion last night. That was wild. Halfway through. I guess it was right before they got into like the DUI talk about Gina's, but I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. After Taylor Armstrong's like Oklahoma, she just like sings and then leaves. Yeah. And then afterwards they did a, like, if you need help, call this number. And I was like, Oh my God. Uh, I mean, because it's serious. She drove drunk and like clipped a house. It was so funny. Danny and I had Kevin Frazier and Michelle Turner, the hosts of entertainment tonight. Tonight. Yeah. They were amazing. And Michelle specifically has a very uh, heated and interesting and um, vivacious housewives hot takes. And she <laughs> shared her opinions about Shannon Bedore. And it was literally like three days before this happened, but it was almost like she, saw, like, she saw the future. She, she really, has, she she has seven Emmys for a reason. Michelle, yeah. she, she, she could protect some things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with that, I'm curious though, you know, if Shannon will be able to get to a place, like if you guys had uh, Shannon on your show right now, which I'm sure you will have her on in the future how she'll navigate these really tough discussions about behavior and also when we have all of this footage showing her you know enjoying beverages getting to a point where she's fun shannon you know we have all of that what's that's what it's interesting and great about reality is that we have all of this footage now to build a case against any of these women or men on these shows of like we can point to 10 examples of this and i'm really curious how shannon will approach that going forward well it's also that hard thing too and like when like actual law gets involved where you saw that with Jen Shaw, where it's like, well, we have video of your like excess spending and et cetera. So then there's a video of excess drinking, which like can do character damage for when you might be going to trial for DUIs and et cetera. So I'll go. I also feel like Shannon, just from what we've seen on the show, I mean, look, I feel like this hopefully is, was a wake up call situation for her, but I'm guessing if this had never happened, she wouldn't address a potential issue because she's in her tequila era. Like I, I that's, that's what's heartbreaking for me is like, she's going to have to face her demons during a time when she wasn't necessarily ready to. And I do think that's going to be really tough. And I don't know if reality TV is the best place for her to help herself. That's it exactly because it's it's that weird thing of like it's not golden handcuffs because it's not like millions and millions of dollars but it's a way to get your products out there it's a way to make money because everybody needs money there's all of these things but it's not potentially the place when life gets really real for you to fade we've seen this time and time again it's really hard to weather that storm when you have cameras and then you have all of our opinions on top of that it can sometimes I I would imagine really confuse the situation in their minds and I feel yeah. it's a hard thing too where it's like the thing you would think of like step away from all that and really take time but for someone who's been in it for a decade or so stepping away from that is when she's like well then who am i and i feel it's like a lot of 
existential questions and et cetera, that I don't know if our baby girl has the support system too, because she's still going over the John Jansons and I don't know if he's the person that, uh, I know. So inter- he seems so internally angry all the time. Yeah. I always do that on my show. He's like, I'm John Jensen. He was like, Ugh. I'm John Jensen. Like that's, I always scream his name because he always seems like he's about to burst. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, you know who I now like die for Jennifer Berdante. She, she won that reunion. She was Love doing great. Jennifer. Finally, when she showed up the two times, like a couple episodes ago to the uh, confront Tamara at the table. And then in the reunion, I was like, dude, she can, she can do it when she wants. She's just got to get away from this, trying to be the nice person, trying to be the better person and get into it. Like we all like the Ryan thing. That's whatever's going to happen is going to happen with that, but it's not going to take away from the fact that Tamara did throw her under the bus. Mm-hmm. Tamara did, was not a good friend in any stretch of the imagination. Tamara has some weird mad. I, I say that some weird magic about her that people, just buy whatever she says like she said even last night she's like you know what i'm sorry i shouldn't have said that and then like like a minute later like you're a whore you're a bitch like and it's like wait and people just keep going we have so much footage of tamra throwing people under the bus lying she just blanket lies and it works it works and by the way i'm not saying she needs off the show she's great on this show i mean what a what a great season but it's interesting she's just one of those people that has a gift that people just buy whatever she's selling Oh, 100%. She absolutely has that gift. I At the start of the season, we did like a 24 hours with the Orange County cast. And I did The Quiet Woman with Tamara Taylor and Shannon. And <laughs> to, to see Shannon and her element at The Quiet Woman was truly spectacular. But Tamara, there is something so charismatic and magnetic and like just she like sparkles in person. You just can't help but love her. And when she's talking shit, when cameras are down, I was like, oh, like buying everything. It's the definition of the cool girl from high school saying, and I know Heather says it sometimes, but she embodies that. The cool girl high school is like, wait, sit with me. Wait, have yes. your lunch here. And then you're like, whatever yeah. you say, whatever you say and go. She's yeah. an operator. And she like, she does, she never clocks out because you have so much proof now, even of her with the like Bravo Instagram group, you know, like all the creators where she'll get in and get information and like say things. And it's interesting. Like she's always collecting information. And that's why it's so funny. Even watching her at BravoCon at one of those parties, I watched her and, and Freddie Mellencamp work a room and they were just like getting information. I was like, don't talk to them. They're like, just I saw them trying to call information successfully. And I was like this is wild to watch it firsthand and i give kudos and compliments to it i'm just so curious that it's like we have photographic evidence of all of this behavior yet you just buy whatever she said it's i'm saying like i'm just i'm really impressed with tamara i'm I'm just curious how next season will go with this and i'm curious what she's telling shannon of like shannon we need you it's good for your mental health it's good for your mental health, Shannon. We need you. Like, I'm curious what what she's telling Shannon right now. That's really true. Yeah, I would love to know. I will say at the Quiet Woman, she was telling Shannon to stay away from the processed meats on the charcuterie board. So she does so, care. She does care. She does care. She's a good friend. So that's it. That's heaven. That, that's helping a girl out. That's that's yeah. by the way. And then and then Tamara ate all the processed meat. She just yeah. wanted all the processed meat. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Eddie said this is gonna it's a heart attack in a in a in a tray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I will say she did refrain. She did refrain from eating the charcuterie. Oh my god. Um so yeah, she she stuck to her word. But yeah, and Shannon, I I think then ordered some swordfish. Well, that's good. Fish is healthy. Is- which is a nice option. This is not my effing plate. Yeah. <laughs> but she she was more than happy to recreate that moment for me. She I I'm telling you, like Shannon at the Quiet Woman, you you haven't seen anything like it. 
Oh, my, oh. No, okay. So I was at the quiet woman, like Gina and Emily's first season. I was with Danny Pellegrino and a bunch of people like Kate Casey came and all these people. And we did the ropes course earlier that day they did on the OC. And so then Emily and Gina met this group, uh, met us at the quiet woman and we were all having a good time. They were being really nice. And, but they were also talking about, they're like, yeah, Shannon's just mean to us. She doesn't like us. She like, they were like, and then this is like nine o'clock and Shannon walks in. Like, uh, and they're like, oh God. And it's like, it was pre John Jansen, pre like, it was like, but she was with a guy. Uh, and I see like Shannon just looks over and clocks them. And and you could see like that she got all tense and like, was like, huh. And I'm sitting there going like, oh my God, I'm watching a live episode of Real Houses yes. of Orange County. And then she comes over and she's like, hello, Gina. Hello, Emily. And it is, and I'm like sitting here recording it with my phone. And she literally clocks me with my phone and gives me like a death stare that my mom used to give me. And it was, I was like, oh my God. But it was so wild to see that in person. Like she was so cold to Gina and Emily, but that was their first season when uh, this happened. But it seems like we're still potentially in a I was going to say, I don't place. think yeah. they've improved that at all, actually. I Do think you know, it's actually gotten worse. I was watching the latest episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and it made me think, like, you know how, like, Mary is so mean to everyone, like, mean to Heather, mean to Whitney, mean, mean and mean to Monica, like, like basically, like, food shaming and body yeah. shaming her to her face. Monica and Heather specifically, and, and also Lisa, they have such a great way of, like, not giving an, like, one at all and like actually like having fun with like the viciousness of what mary cosby says so a part of me is uh encouraging gina and emily to also take a similar approach with shannon where it's like i don't know it's it it was just so funny to see mary be like your necklace sucks your outfit sucks and do you eat vegetables why are you talking to me why are you even talking to me like that but the problem like i try to explain this to my audience all the time is that I'm not taking cues on how to treat people from Mary Cosby. Like I'm not like, I'm not like, I can appreciate her for those things. I can appreciate her for saying batshit crazy things. And I love that. I find it funny. I find it interesting to see how people react to her. I'm not, she's never going to carry probably a major storyline in regards to her personal life anymore. I wouldn't imagine. Um, But she's great for that little spice, that little addition that I think is great. But yeah, I'm not, we're we're not it's one of those things I think like I just don't look how to behave to anybody from housewives. Like I'm not looking for that from this show. So I already have a pretty good moral stance on how I believe I should treat people. So Mary Cosby showing back up on this show. Yeah. Like she's done a lot of crazy things. She's a mean lady to a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's what housewives. We need that sometimes. The only person I would say you should lead and follow as is Dolores Catania, because I think she's just one of the, she's a real friend. She, I listen. I would love to. That's enough. I would love to interview Dolores. Oh, I mean, she was had to ride you. that wave right there in that middle of that wave and the stories that she could tell. And also, you know, the Frank Catania of it all into her new relationship that she seems very happy in. Yeah, it's really interesting. And she's just one of those people that has been able to like kind of ride that middle of the road wave. And I don't mean that in a negative Kyle Richards wave. I mean that in just a really good oh, in an Olympian you know, athlete way. Because in Jersey, that's an impossible feat. Yeah, it's oh, she is. Man, yeah, she's truly such a phenomenal human being. Anytime Danny and I see her in person, it's like, will you please adopt us? Like she um, is just like she's I know your, she your always mom, wants people to adopt friend, the dogs like, that she posts on Instagram. I'm like, me and Evan could just you could just like I we will dress up as Chihuahuas. <laughs> yeah, like yes, with, I, like I, I will become a three legged Chihuahua faster <laughs> than you can flip a table. 
<laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I love, I dearly love all of them. That's, I mean, I really, you know, I have really strong opinions. This is what I imagine having kids is like, you know, is that you're like, I'm ashamed of what you did. I'm very <laughs> angry and I'm going to talk shit about you on my podcast, but I, 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 I like you deep down, you know, except for people that steal and stuff like that. I still have not forgiven Jen Shaw and probably won't. No, 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 no. Wait, but final thing we want to ask before we have to wrap up is because we didn't touch on it. Did you watch the Miami trailer? Yes. Yeah. Are we excited? Are, are we excited? Oh my God. You know, I talked to God last night. He was so excited. He was so heavily featured in the trailer and a lot of his music was featured. Uh, I do love that they did. They did they're like, oh, like the, the, the church of it all was amazing. Perfect. I love that we see, you know, that we get to to go through Gertie's journey with cancer, that we that's a part of this, which I think is such an important part of this. We can have those real moments in these, but also these ladies just bring it. And I'm so excited it's going to be on Bravo to not confuse people where to watch it. Like if it's on Peacock and then Bravo, because I think this show, if we really stand behind it, is going to pop off in a way that I really just hope, I, I really hope for these ladies, but I'm so excited. You get Larza and Michael Jordan's son doing their podcast scenes. You have have uh i mean lisa alexia Hoxton. financial trouble oh lisa shouting about how she loves animals i was like what's happening i mean here? that's a that's a bold stance that's a bold stance of loving that no the alexia <laughs> thing i was like whoa and you know frankie and i was like oh no like are they gonna have, they're gonna have to get out of that that place that really nice place in 15 days you know and we have adriana singing in a rainbow bikini so so <laughs> life is good Adriana, I think her music actually should be more out there. The Miami theme song, you know, they Miami use that as the, you guys, if you don't know that, they use that as the theme for Miami. And it's a, it's a really good song. It is a really good song. And I will tell anyone who listens to me that Adriana is like probably our most underrated pop star housewife. She's incredible. She is phenomenal. Hmm. She's working with Emilio Estefan Jr. Like she is that girl and people need to take notice. I do think that she should get a mojito. I think she should be full time. I think she puts in a lot of work. And if you watch the early seasons of Miami, it would have not been 10% of the success that it was without all Adriana brought to that show. So I, I am an Adriana apologist. I will go up and down the right center. I love Adriana DeMora so much. No, and also you can, you guys out there, if you haven't revisit those early seasons of Miami <sighs> or watch them for the first time, because it's solid, man. Mama Elsa in those oh. scenes. I mean, it really is. I, and I missed it the first time around. I was one of those people that like, I had Beverly Hills, Orange County. I was like, I can't do one more. I can't do one more. And I missed that first wave of Miami. So when I, when they brought it back, I went back and watched and I was like, why did I not watch this? This is solid housewives. This is great. Isn't it so funny back then too? You're like, I can't watch three. And now we watch 55 a week. <laughs> Dude, I, that's what I'm like. They, they Bravo is trying to get to a point where like, we suggest you have no personal life. We don't want any personal life. And even if they're off, even if you're off season, you're not really off season. Like Vanderpump rules has just been continual. Like, I feel like I've watched the entire season 11 just from all of the footage and the walk and talk TMZ, all that stuff. I mean, page six, I feel like we are never out of this Bravo bubble, which I don't mind. I'm comfortable in here. No, because we don't want to leave it. Cause that means we can listen to so bad. It's good every single day. Hey Dan, that's why you're a professional. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, well, tell, tell our listeners, 
listeners where they can listen to your podcast when you drop new episodes, et cetera. I feel like you're dropping episodes quite quite a lot. I'll, I've <laughs> dropped three while we've been talking. So this is <laughs> no. Uh, so you guys, I've been doing this podcast for years, but uh, I just got acquired by Betches Media, Whoa. and I'm having the. They're just amazing over there. I know Danny works with them as well. Uh, I've been there for two weeks. Really, if you haven't tried it, just pick an episode. Like we do it all. Like yesterday's episode was great. I had Jack Osborne on. Then I did a full recap of the Beverly Hills trailer with all the weird voices I do. And then I had my friend Beth on to explain the sports element of the Taylor Swift relationship with Travis Kelsey. So it's everything. There's timestamps so you can skip around it, but it's like a little bit of everything. It's like a mashup song. It's everything that I love in one show. And it can be a little extreme, but you'll get used to it. it you know, it covers all your favorite Bravo shows, but so much more. And like this podcast, if you like it, rate it five stars. It really does help us. Doesn't matter if page six is before the title. We've got to fight for every listener and also just like welcome. Like this is a community and I'm so happy yes. to be a part of it. So give it a shot. Um, and there's just, yeah, there's like four to five episodes every day. So check it out. Oh my God. Well, amazing. we can't wait to have you back already too. Cause you are just so I know. I'm so excited to, to see to. you guys yes. next time or, or BravoCon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Ryan, so much. We'll catch up soon. Thank you guys.